Hi guys, welcome to No Way Jose. I'm Clayton Markham. And I'm Esther Jose. All right, this week uh, we wanted to talk to you about a topic that has been on my mind a lot lately. I think Esther's over the initial stage of really wondering about this, but it's how do you find a career that will be fulfilling to you? Um, I'm a junior in college, so I, you know, I've had to decide my major by this point, but I still don't know what I want to do. And I'm thinking of applying for some grad school fellowships and things which really ask me, you know, what makes you tick? What are you passionate about? And so I'm, I'm trying to answer these questions. So I thought, boy, what, what better place to talk about it than on uh, the podcast with my bestie Esther. <laughs> <laughs> and um, maybe we could start with, uh, since we're going to be talking about, you know, higher education and careers and everything. Do you want to say what you're currently a PhD student for? Yes. Talking about grad school admissions, I've spent a lot of time banging my head on laptops, wondering what I really want to do with my life. Mm. Um, yeah, but I, I don't really have it figured out yet. Who it, does? Things, things might change, but I mean, <laughs> I kind of know what makes me happy, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, and what I don't mind doing, at least I know that for sure. I don't yeah. hate what I do, even a little bit. I mostly find fulfillment from it. So, But I'm a PhD student. <laughs> I'm a PhD student in industrial engineering. So, yeah, the same university. And for said. people who don't know what that is, that's really dealing with problems of efficiency, right? Yeah, so industrial engineering is really hard to explain because it's kind of... In my head, it's like kind of everything left over that wasn't that couldn't be its own engineering got put into industrial engineering. So you could kind of specialize in safety engineering or manufacturing is a big thing, which is what you're saying, Mm -hmm. like making things more efficient. Um, But there's also um, like operations research and business analytics on one side, like statistics and all that kind of stuff. Okay. It's it's a whole hodgepodge of things. Yeah, even when you get down to like, okay, I know I want to do industrial engineering. Then you got to be like, well, what would an industrial engineer do yes. I want to do? It's never ending. Yes. You're never satisfied. Who's satisfied to quote our, one of our favorite musicals? Eliza Hamilton. Yeah, Eliza Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> We're both big Hamilton buffs. You'll never be satisfied. <laughs> I can't sing. Oh, pfft, she can sing. Okay. Uh, we'll, we'll have a... I mean, people don't come here to hear us sing, though, so we'll, we'll keep going. So... I'm going to throw the first big wow at you. I was doing some research for this topic to see, you know, what what do Americans think about their jobs? Are they fulfilled? Do people on average pick the right thing? And the first cool fact that I came across was, did you know, Esther, that half of Americans, only half, are very satisfied with their job? I'm That's probably better than other countries, But that came from a Pew Research Center study in 2016. And of the other half of Americans, 49%, no, no, I'm sorry, 30% are somewhat satisfied, 9% are somewhat dissatisfied, and 6% are very dissatisfied. I really hope I don't end up in that uh, group. Does that wow you or is that what you expected? 
I'm very wild in the reverse direction. I really mm-hmm. thought there would be less people satisfied.、Mm. I was thinking more like 6% of people would be very satisfied. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> I mean, we picked this topic knowing it'd be, it'd be bleak to some degree. You know, not、yeah. everyone's 100% satisfied. Yeah. Okay.、But、that's. I'm, I mean, so we have like a 50% chance of being very satisfied with, our, with where we end up. Yeah, that's good. That is good. That is good. <laughs> I mean, and that's sharply,、um, within the study, it goes all,、uh, along to say, you know, that's sharply divided along socioeconomic status, education level, age, income level, and job characteristics. If you're full time, salaried, permanent. I am very you, curious what, what, what? <laughs> to see if that would be divided by race, because, like,、mm-hmm. Asians have a whole history of. Or even, I believe, Africans. Asians and Africans have a history of like, you have to be in STEM, so you have、yeah. parental pressure to be in a certain thing that you may not like. Yeah, that would be fascinating.、Uh, yeah, it didn't really, it didn't, I, maybe there was a,、uh, you know, the full report I could open up, but the, the summary did not go into race at all, really. It was more along socioeconomic status. Here in America, a lot of times we like to pretend like race isn't a thing and we just have socioeconomic divide. Instead.、Um, but, you know, and I want to preface this all with saying, along that, going with that note, you know, we have the privilege of being able to have this discussion in the first place. Like, what can I pick that will make me the most happy? Because a lot of people have to go into the family business or they have no choice but to pick the first job that they get、yeah. to, to make, you know, a living for themselves. Yeah, whatever pays out of high school. Yeah. yeah. Do, um, In India, are there a lot more people that need to do that? Or. I don't think so, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there are jobs that. Yeah, I don't. I can't imagine anyone wanting、mm-hmm. to do. Like, I mean, some people just end up scavenging in the trash for、mm-hmm. things they can sell, like recyclable things. Yeah. I don't really think someone woke up one day and they're like, you know what's my passion? Yeah. 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 <laughs> So, yeah, I just wanted to say that because that's an important note. But,、um, you know, nonetheless, this is a big question for me right now. What do I want to do? And the study goes on to talk about how it, you know, what job you choose really affects your happiness in other areas too. And、um, the, the least happy people often are those who are unemployed, which I'm sure is taking a toll on our nation and the world right now in the pandemic. Yeah. Because for a lot of people, your job gives you a sense of purpose.、Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you're a hairdresser and you live to cut people's hair and you can't do that during the pandemic, then you probably just don't feel that great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.、Um, so I then went on to ask myself, you know, why do people choose unfulfilling careers? And I found this interesting article written by JT O'Donnell, founder of workitdaily.com. <laughs> A career coaching website. And she says, don't laugh at me. <laughs> Great website name, Work It Daily. Work It Daily.、Um, and she says, after 15 years of coaching people and studying what makes people happy in their job, she's found that the number one reason、uh, people choose a career that they're ultimately not happy in is they're chasing praise addiction.、Um, that people are really addicted to being validated. And getting respect. And when people ask them the question, what do you do for a living? That they say something that impresses people. You know, I'm in charge of something. And so, 
you Are know. you attacking me? I, I, we, I know we talked about this recently. It's definitely, I'm looking at you in the eyes as I'm saying this. Because I'm wondering, you know, are we addicted to getting good grades? Is that why we do what we do? Um, I mean, we both, we've spoken about how both of us do um, work really hard and have... I mean, you even said that your parents would be like, you should go get a good night's rest. And you're like, no, I have to go study. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, my parents did want me to get good grades, but I would say even without that, I am pretty grade seeking. So what do you think? Are we addicted to not really getting good grades? Because I've thought about how, like, if no one else existed in the world, I wouldn't like go create an exam and like grade myself. So yeah. at the end of the day, it is because you... But I also thought about how maybe it's because I like to know that I'm doing good, and the only reliable way for me is grades. Yeah. Because at my internships, I never really knew, unless I finished a project, and then, like, my um, director or manager was like, you did a really good job on this, and that's all I get. But with grades, I'm constantly getting, oh, I was exactly, I was better than exactly 98% of my class. Like, that's really good way to measure yourself yeah yeah i don't know if necessarily we're addicted to that but i know that that can be very addictive like Mm -hmm. that immediate validation and you know um and i don't know i I, for me i like to do it do 110 percent on things no matter what i'm doing Mm -hmm. so it's definitely not just school like if you had me my, my sisters and i at home like my okay so i have two younger sisters and one of them she's the jokester of the three of us they're both jokesters, but she says the best way. <laughs> she says the best way to tell us apart is to have each one of us vacuum the kitchen. <laughs> My youngest sister will get it done in a minute, and it you wouldn't even be able to tell that it was vacuumed. The the okay, they're both. I always struggle to say this. The oldest of my younger sisters, the um. She will do an efficient, quick job. She'll get what needs to get done, done. And you'll be able to tell it was vacuumed. If I vacuum the kitchen, I will be there in there for an hour. There will be not a speck on the floor. And you will never walk into a cleaner kitchen in your life. So I think that people who are high achievers are high achievers in no matter what they do as well. And that often tends to be, you know, they feel very much validated in school because that's that's a place where high achievement is uh praised right i've definitely struggled with specifically cleaning before where i'm fine if i'm not if i walk into a dirty kitchen i don't have to vacuum it but when i start vacuuming and there's like the tiniest bit of stuff that can get vacuumed and i'm like here with a piece of cloth trying to wipe that away and i'm like well i'm doing this i should do this other thing to also clean the kitchen so i've, I've had to learn after I started living by myself and doing all my chores, like, no, Esther, you can't clean it all today. Just do a good job on the top so mm-hmm. it's not super messy and move on. And, yeah, that was the thing. I, I literally have to tell myself, it's okay. You don't have to do, like, a full-on spring cleaning right now. Just move on. You have homework due. Yeah. <laughs> you got to get validation there, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. We've got to spread out the validation. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I'm the same way. I naturally want to do a perfect job, and I have to reel myself back. And that really benefits me in a lot of ways, but it also, like, I just spend an excruciating amount of time on things sometimes where it's not necessary. And I've gotten a lot better at it over the years. Like, there was this science report in sixth grade I had to do. It took me, like, 
I, I turned it in like three months late because I refused to do nothing less than the perfect job. Uh. Um, and, you know, my, my teacher gave me a perfect score because I like spent every waking minute on it. Wow. But we won't go further down that road because we have more to get to here. <laughs> and um, so as it, as it relates to, you know, me going to grad school, I wondered, you know, I've been saying for a while now that I'd love to be a professor. I love school. I love learning. And um, I think I would really enjoy grad school and potentially even being uh, a professor someday. But I wonder if I say that because that's all I've seen, you know. School has been my life for the majority of my life, and I wonder if I've just felt validation here, so I feel like that's my calling. But if I have, if I go into industry, maybe I would receive validation there. So, I am on the path to being a professor. Yes. Um, that's what I'm planning. I'm already in grad school, and I'm planning to be a professor someday, and I struggled with this, like, even super recently because I was about to pick between a master's, which would have led me to industry, or a PhD, which then I would have gone into academia. Uh, and I've done internships, so I also kind of know what the industry world is like. Mm-hmm. And uh, there is like less validation and whatnot. But for me, I love academia because mm-hmm. there's so much variety of things to do. Yeah, There's like, there's leading... Um, little organizations on campus, there's advocating for people, there's meeting new students, there's teaching itself, like as a professor, there'd be teaching itself and doing research and picking whatever you want to work on Mm -hmm. as opposed to being in an organization. And I mean, I I know you'd be interested in research of some sort, I think, because you're like an environmental stuff. And yeah, in industries, it's more like you can't just... Unless you're, like, really high up. You can't just be like, I'm going to work on this. Yeah. Which is something professors can do. Um, And I like... I also like the flexibility of stuff they have, which is, like... I love that, because I have a bad sleep schedule, as (laughs) all of my residents know. (laughs) Oh, hi, Esther. Four in the morning. (laughs) um, So, yeah, like... If you can't get something done today, just get it done. Like, no one's on your back saying, you have to come and work at 8 and leave at 5. It's too restrictive, all that stuff. Yeah, you know, and if you're a professor, you're probably quite motivated by your work. Yeah. Um, What I found within this study is that um, among, uh, well, that'll just lead us into this other fact here. The, The second big wow factor I wanted to, to, to bring up was, did you know that only half of Americans view their job as giving them a sense of identity? Well, half view it as just what they do for a living. So if you weren't wowed by the first one, you're probably not wowed by that one, because it's similar, eerily similar. I'm more processing it, because I'm like, do I? Yeah. Am I an engineer, or do I do engineering? Like, that's essentially... Yeah. It's interesting. It is. And and within that, those who work in a private company are less likely than those who work in a nonprofit, government, mm. or self-employed or education to say their job gives them a sense of identity. Because, yeah, it's really like the boss man mm-hmm. giving you your work versus if you're self-employed, that's very obviously you're doing what you want to do. Mm-hmm. And in nonprofit or government, you're likely very passionate about that. And then the other breakdown they had within that was that you're much more likely, the higher your education level is, to feel that your job gives you a sense of identity. 77% of Americans with a postgraduate degree 
feel that way, as opposed to 60% bachelors, 48% some college, and only uh, one in four for a high school diploma or Mm. less. Hmm. So, you know, people who get a PhD, you know, probably feel that that's their life's work. Yeah, I mean, but also, like, when you get a PhD, postgraduate degree is also a master's, but, I mean, when you get a PhD, yes, yes. you you are creating something that didn't exist in the world before. Yeah. Of course that makes a sense of identity. Yeah. That, that makes it, gives you a sense of identity, right? Because mm-hmm. you're like, I did this. Like, the world did not know about this, and I did this research or applied this method to this... Um, Applied this existing idea to this um, industry, or mm-hmm. I literally came up with a new method to do this thing, and like, yeah. actually that stuff, I really enjoy that stuff. Yeah, I feel very, very not smart when I do it. So in a way, <laughs> it's conflicting, right? Because you're like, I feel not smart, and my whole thing is about feeling smart, yeah. getting good grades, but when you do research, you feel very, very not smart. Because you're doing something that's never been done before. and Yeah, and you yeah. realize that everyone's doing so much better research than you. That's, I mean, at yeah. least that's what it seems like all the time. Yeah. Um, or they're better at math, or they're better at coding, or they're better at actually writing yeah. down their research. Um, imposter syndrome that's another thing we can talk about <laughs> later but yeah on the other hand it's like hey i still did this like something the world's never done before it's yeah. amazing yeah and that's that's what attracts me to academia is um you know i'm very good in my bubble um of you know we've talked about how we both feel that we're just good students good workers you give us a problem you give us homework assignment we're going to get it done we're going to get it done well yeah. But I feel like the real meaningful work, that's that's fine for a while, but at some point you're going to be like, I've been doing what's already been done before. I've always wanted to be yeah, on the breaking edge of science, of mm-hmm. solving the world's problems, of, uh, of yeah, making a novel contribution, um, which I think, yeah, definitely is easier to do in academia. Um, but you were also talking about how maybe, like, you don't know about other things that you would be passionate about because you've only been at school. Yeah. But to talk to that, most people, I mean, I bet our listeners right now are thinking, what do you mean you like school? Most people don't like school. Yeah. Because of that same reason. They're like, I've been at school forever and I know I don't like it. And I think just the fact that you've been at school forever and you're still like, nah, man, I can still take like a lifetime of this. I think that's a really good sign that you've found something you liked. Like if you've been at some place... Like, let's say a nurse, right? She's been in nursing, mm-hmm. or he's been in nursing for 15 years, and he's like, I could get a lifetime more of this. I'd be like, okay, then don't... Don't, don't stop. Switch. Yeah, don't stop. <laughs> Keep going, please. Yeah, I, I, there's probably a lot less people that are like, oh, I, I don't know if I, you know, I feel like I should get a PhD, than people who come from high school and are like, oh, I feel like I should go to college and don't actually want to be there. Mm-hmm. That definitely gets less and less and less siphons down as you go up. Yeah. So, yeah. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. I'm thinking. But that really, um, that goes into the other things that this uh, career coach was talking about. She said that um, another one of the top reasons people go into unfulfilling career is um, fear of stepping outside their comfort zone. 
and a whole nother can of worms, which we don't, we don't need to go down this road. Um, but, you know, I've been saying, um, I've had my mid-college crisis recently where I'm like, you know, as soon as I finish my engineering degree, engineers are so boring. I'm, I'm going to go pack my bags, move out to Hollywood and try my hand in acting. Yeah, because I love the performing arts. What? I have no I idea that's happening. <laughs> well, it's just me saying this to my parents just to spite them. Um, but, you know, I wonder if I fear... I, you know me. I'm in an acapella group. I love acting and music. And I wonder if I have fear of stepping into that industry because I'm very type A and there's a lot of uncertainty in that. So much uncertainty. Um, I wonder if I would be more fulfilled in that. Um but that's another thing, because I hate uncertainty. We are not the same people, I promise. We're two separate people. <laughs> we, it might not sound like we're different, but we look different. We are different. Um, but I also hate uncertainty, and that was a big thing. I don't remember who told me this, but someone, when I was trying to decide between a master's degree and a PhD, there's yeah. benefits to both. And with a master's degree, I would have to, like... I would have had to take out a loan and I would have to, I had to find a job to pay it back. But if I didn't, mm-hmm. uh, I would get deported because I'm an international student. Oh, and all that uncertainty is like, I mean, in Hollywood, it's also pretty uncertain. Someone was like, you know, even though this is like your dream thing, because I was going to go to MIT, it was yeah. like your dream master's. Mental health also matters. Like, I don't, like, are you sure you could live with that constant fear for that one year of what if I can't pay this loan back? Because yeah. I was already worrying about that. That was already stressing the crap yeah. out of me. Um, so I think that's an important, another important thing. Like right now, I say I'm stressed from a PhD, but there's so little I'm stressed about because I'm like, with a PhD, my future is more set. And I feel like, I guess that's for the more practical side of things too, but mm-hmm. that's also important. Like I feel so much more relaxed. Yeah. Um, you know, it's paid for and yeah. I have time to figure things out. I have four years to learn all these new concepts and yeah. all that stuff was also, I felt bad, like that being one of the reasons to pick something, but sometimes like, it's okay. Like you can also prioritize what makes you feel comfortable and not scared. Like you don't have to kick yourself out of the comfort zone. Oh. Like comfort is fine. Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> you just segued us beautifully into the next point. Um, <laughs> where, yeah, yeah, it talks about, um, as I mentioned before, the, the survey talks about how people who feel career fulfillment feel happier in, all, in many other areas of life. Family life, financial mm. certainty. Mm-hmm. There's other factors to think mm-hmm. about. And one of the other things I wanted to talk about is I recently had a conversation with one of my cousins over the summer. And... Um, She's very progressive and, and everything, and she was talking to me um, around the campfire while we're camping, you know, a lot of really philosophical conversations happen around the campfire, that um, our generation is, in, in America, is starting to, is really advocating for a higher minimum wage, because we're really posing the question that, you know, why shouldn't someone who works at Burger King be able to then really enjoy their life outside of that does your career need to be your passion because for a lot of people i've always judged those people who are like oh i I just am picking career because i want to make money Mm -hmm. but if you're making money so that you can then enjoy life outside of work i feel like that's a very valid route to go because for a lot of people their their job just is their way to make a living 
And then, but they really are an artist. They really are an adventure seeker. You know, that's more a sense of their identity than what they do. Yeah, and some things can't even be monetized. Like, yeah. or monetized well. Yeah. Um, like, maybe you just love watching Netflix and hanging out with your cats, and that's fine. Yeah. Um, and, like, or maybe, like, gardening. Unless you're gonna, like, go become a farmer, you're not gonna make money out of gardening. Well, one of the, um, <laughs> the happiest careers that I found was gardeners. Of course. Uh, yeah, because... Yeah. Yeah, they probably don't make much, but they're outdoors and they're yeah. doing what they love. So, but if you still need money, I could see someone, you know, working part-time at, like, as a manager at a Delta Sonic. And then yeah. on the side being like, yeah, I raise, you don't raise plants. What do you do? <laughs> <laughs> you nurture plants. Nurture. Um, grow. You grow plants. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, my dad always says that if it's really enjoyable... The more enjoyable something is, the harder it is to make a living at it, mm. um, which it's a very cynical view and not always true. But, you know, like sleeping, take, being a primary school, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you could probably be in some sleep apnea study or something and make money from that. But if you, you know, if you're a primary school teacher, mm-hmm. um, you're not making a lot of money, but chances are you love working with little kids. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that is, is true as a blanket statement. Um, so yeah, that's food for thought, um, for all you people out there, uh, you know, your career is tied to your happiness, but isn't your only source of happiness. Yeah. It's okay to get happiness outside or a 50, 50 mix. Yeah. And it's okay to not have a job that makes you want to be a job at the work 80 hours a week. It's okay to be like, I like this job, but I only want to do it like 40, 50 hours and I have other things I want to do outside. Because I feel like it's looked down upon, like, oh, so you're not passionate about it. Yeah, no, you can love what you do, but still think of it as your job. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You you know, my mom is a vet, and she, like, comes home exhausted. Like, she needs time to recoup, but, like... On the clean kitchen it. floor. Yeah, 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 no, I make sure the, <laughs> the floor is spotless when she gets back. That's what she looks forward to. Um, So, yeah, the last... um kind of interesting uh fact finding that i have is i asked myself what are the careers with the highest job satisfaction and that's very subjective so it's hard to find you know a a pew research center government survey but from a forbes glassdoor and uh the guardian uh surveys i found that the careers that popped up the most were engineers Um, and then executive recruiters, um, anything that ended in manager, you know, any type of manager, um, as well as data scientist, software developer, database manager, people working with software computers, that type of thing. And then as well, um, interestingly, an executive slash administrative assistant, Hmm. aka a secretary. Those were the ones that popped up a lot. Do those surprise you or did this make sense as being uh jobs in which people are more likely to have job satisfaction for some reason i've always kind of looked at administrative assistance as like a very cool thing to do i don't know mm. why but it seems Probably so because fun. we're so type a <laughs> <laughs> planning for a yeah. living oh my god a dream so that doesn't sound <laughs> weird to me but also they also 
Also, they also, but they also talk to people a lot. Like, yeah. Every time I used to walk into work, I'd stop by and be like, "Hey, Linda, that's a real administrative assistant in one mm. of my jobs. Yeah. How are you doing?" And they get to talk to all these people. Yeah. And refill the candy. I, I don't know. I, <laughs> I'm sure that's what they look toward to the most: <laughs> refilling the candy. Um, engineers, that's. I am surprised by that, but I also come from a country where. Everyone becomes an engineer because that's the only thing mm-hmm. to be. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, so. th- these might be a product of those people who read these publications, or you know, more there are more administrative assistants out there than there are other types of careers. So it could be due to a lot of factors, but it's something. Yeah, um, my brother's actually an engineer, and he he doesn't love being an engineer from what I've gleaned, yeah. but he does he loves his place of work, yes. which is another thing I realized that can give you a lot of job satisfaction. He loves yes. the people he works with they're like a family um, and he also does photography and he mm. actually got like a paying gig recently, so he's actually <laughs> monetizing what he loves doing, Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he finds I think that's like a classic example in my head of Finding job satisfaction or satisfaction from different things from yeah, the no, that people like you work with mix. and your hobby and yeah the the know. big the people who gave quotes uh, out of the administrative assistance they were like the big caveat is you have to enjoy with who you're working for because mm-hmm. especially with being a secretary if the person you're working for does not appreciate you yeah then yeah. you're not gonna enjoy that yeah and yeah with anything definitely a lot of the satisfaction comes with who you're working with. Not just what you're doing. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. All right. Well, we are just at about our 30-minute mark here. So I'll wrap up. And I just want to reiterate, hopefully you guys learned something uh, here today. Did you learn something, Esther? Yeah, I did. I I always, (laughs) this is a conversation I always enjoy talking about and... I think I learned yeah. things, and hopefully it didn't launch anyone into a midlife career crisis. No, that's not our goal. It's to resolve <laughs> them, and I'm sorry if we yeah. did. Um, yeah. And so just, you know, think about what will make you happy when choosing your career, I would say, is a big takeaway. And and it doesn't have to be from your job. Yeah. Next time you're at a cocktail party, uh, hopefully you're not at a cocktail party right now, but maybe ask the person that you're talking to, what do you like to do instead of what do you do for a living? Um, just being mindful of that, you know, your job isn't you. It isn't your entire identity. Thanks for listening. Next week's episode is on feminism. What it is about, if feminism has gone too far, and the wide impact that gender equality has and can have on society. We also have an Instagram now at No Way Jose Pod. Uh, please join the fun over there. Um, we post quizzes before we publish episodes related to the episodes we're going to be publishing. Um, so we hope to see you guys there. We hope to see you there. And as always, remember to stay safe, wear a mask, keep asking those questions. And that's a wrap. Thank you.